Welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. Uh, Ten people. That, that's that's too much of an audience. We should probably stop while we're ahead. Ah. Riley, you need to try that again, but use your <laughs> strong rock voice. I don't have one of those. Do any of us have voices right now? Yeah. No, no. Apparently. No, we had to cheer for an own goal yesterday. So yeah, I, uh, I ha- happened right in front of Lucas was. and I. By the way, we need to come up with a better uh cheer when own goal scores because there was a lot of confusion over how we were doing that I, I yeah we know. tried to do it like a name <laughs> yeah i was complimenting number four uh, on their side very very heavily i mean I, but... I thought it's all credit to from the you know one thing that ryan and i noticed was just how far away the other end was uh in a way that you know the berm to uh section 119 is not quite as far like we thought he maybe even Rashid was struggling to see what was happening. <laughs> well, uh, to, to get this started, um, I'm Luke. Uh, I've got Ryan. Ryan's immediately hey. to my, to my right. I think that's my right or something. My left on this. I, I don't know. I don't one know. of them. Uh, and then we got Ben and <laughs> down on bottom. We've got Camille and Reverend Dr. Super Producer. <laughs> it's um, going to be so funny when he goes into his uh, meeting in the morning. Yeah. But no, I'll real, screen real cap smart it, to change. I think, his, I think our first meeting is our together. Oh, it is. Uh, so it'll be fine. It's just you. <laughs> uh, but, but how's everybody feeling tonight? Uh, we, we started the season, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other I'm teams tired. have played games, league games. Yeah. We have not played a league game yet. That's... Happy soccer's back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy the U.S. Open Cup is back. This is the first yeah. time I've ever really watched it, you know, like being aware of what teams and leagues <laughs> are. Yeah, that's true. Actually caring about it because it kind of matters for lower division soccer. Yeah, yeah. And I'm for actually sure. now watching the captain of Hailstorm get a red card, at, which, you know, we had to pause the podcast 30 minutes so Luke wouldn't just be smug the whole time about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is their captain? Uh, Ivan Para? I think yeah. we'd call him Ivan the Elbow based on his play in, uh, Ooh. in this game. Ooh. Can, Ooh. can we call him Crazy Ivan? Uh, yeah, I think it's Irvin, but we should definitely mispronounce it on purpose. Uh, Ivan okay. the Impaler? Yeah. I, 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 I just wanted to get a little hot to red October in there. Yeah, no, no, I understood exactly <laughs> what you did. I understood exactly. It's uh, that's a uh, classic mean film. It, it really is. Yeah, it, I mean, the two young guys had anyone no who's made it to this point in their life and uh, not seen Hunt for the Red October, who just Camille took Rayleigh. the last scene of the movie for you. What's but... up? Look at Camille. She's like, uh. <laughs> no, I've never like seen this. it. But I know Young a Alec reference Baldwin. from a podcast. I know a reference from another podcast. Uh, the would be the chunt for Red October. Do you know that one? <laughs> no, but I, I did learn that apparently people uh, thought at the time of that movie that there was rabbit farming in Montana. <laughs> oh man, what? this is uh, this is once again Ben, Ben, Ryan, and Luke. <laughs> Talk pulp culture from when they were young, <laughs> and uh, Camille uh, well, and Riley smiles and nods. just yeah look confused. <laughs> I just go well, along with it. 
I'm just happy it, to be it's here. better that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got some news. We actually have news this time. Um, other than we played in the U.S. Open Cup, we'll get to that. But we we have a n- new re-signing uh, with Amir Skin Alihajit. of our teeth. Skin of our teeth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I think we've all been calling for that re-signing uh, since the last game of last season. Yeah. And very happy to see him back. Uh, got the start yesterday in the Open Cup in a very different position than what he's used to playing. Proving he's a Swiss Army knife. Starting yeah. at right back. Yeah. Did he play right back in the friendly in 2021 when he was a child? I, I think there was a game where he did play. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't been for a while. <laughs> well, uh, as Jay told us before last season, uh, 2021 season, he is a very versatile player and clearly showed that yesterday. Uh, made some some great uh, great plays out there. But I, I'm going to talk about something that's – it's a rumor. Uh, but the rumor is we have a new forward signing for the team, uh, Kamal Malcolm. Didn't we start that rumor? Weren't we the first uh, ones to talk about this? I think specifically Ben started this rumor. Ben, ben did start this rumor because <laughs> of uh, his Instagram story being watched. Yeah, yeah, he's following uh, my Instagram story, and I recognize the name from, uh, you know, 2020 Conversations. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Kamal, apparently in, um, was it the Apertura in El Salvador? Uh, I'll follow that league super closely. Uh, anyways, uh, over 20 goals in, I think it was 34 games. But very good kind of answering the question we've all had of where the goal is going to come from. Seems like he would be a great candidate for that. Question louder than division after last night. Sorry. Let's not worry about it. We can, I was just saying a question that's louder than ever after last night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it, it seems like we are very well, well organized for set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, JP with a beautiful header. Uh, no, kind of set that well. But to, to wrap out news before before we break into the fun bit, I we some... still don't have the name of the mascot. Um, you mean Tuesday? It, it, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yes, it, it is forever going to be Al Pacino for us. Um, except Ben, who's Camp Tuesday. I mean, I'm uh, I'm fine with. Al. Do we do we just make a pod mascot and call it Al Pacino <laughs> and just assume it's the club mascot? Yes. Are we are we yes. just going to go with this guy and say that looks like an him. Al Pacino to me yeah. with the headphones? Al Pacino to a T. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he's got that energy. You broke my you, heart, Fredo. I'll see you, Riley. <laughs> Uh, I, I will say that um, according to Transfer Market, Amir last played right back in a competitive match on the 11th of August, 2017, uh, for St. Louis <laughs> against Roughnecks FC. Well, there Ooh. you go. I mean, you have to give it to him. It just 
coming straight into a game at right back that clearly he's not as familiar playing in. I mean, I don't know how much he's practiced in that position even. So yeah, I'll give it to him. Who is our normal right back? Supposed to be um, Isaac? Isaac Bawa, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, this was clearly a what Luke said, which was don't throw out all your starters when you have a game on Saturday that's a league game. I mean, yeah. Well, let, let's talk through the lineup that we, we put out there against Des Moines Mass. Um, we, we obviously started Rashid and Goal. Uh, he, him and Goal is just kind of, it's been three seasons. You, you're just expecting it there. Uh, Kevin would have been a great addition in there, but with a game that you'd need to win uh, to lose and fall out, win, move on. We, we needed that. Um, throwing Rashid there. Touche. And Dalton center backs, uh, as we said, a mirror right back. So that um, Ryan Ryan Jiva um, um, at left, yeah. Which I I I didn't dislike the the back line. Uh, the center back pairing was great. They uh, yeah. uh, seeing them work together. They it looks like they've played. For yeah. over a year together. It was very refreshing and nice to see comforting, I feel yeah. like as well. And as well as Ryan on the left, I, I see potential in him for sure, based on his first professional performance there. You know, having confidence like, come into uh, play. Rainbow flipped that ball and then like passed it. <laughs> that was great. I, the thing I really liked about Alex and Dalton was when Dalton wanted to push up, which he, he tends to do from the center, especially to get things going. Alex was so he comfortable staying account. back. Well, but he, Alex is so comfortable staying back, and he's tall, so he was clearing everything. He played cleanup so well, um, and that's going to help. I saw his Grant, Michaela, but, you know. It's Grant, like Grant heard it from us. Yeah. Well, I'm – I'm excited to see them work together in those offensive situations when Alex doesn't have a yellow card and <laughs> Dalton doesn't have to play it safe back there as well. You know, just in case there's a breakaway, it'll be exciting to see the potential of them switching, you know, back and forth, somebody going up on those corners and set pieces. I noticed that how- Alex was up for the first one. Dalton was up for the second one. I thought that was, uh, yeah, thought that was fun. You'd maybe like to see Jay put both of them in there. If yeah. we have if we have a strong defensive back where we feel comfortable, I mean, it would be they're both tall guys. It, it would be it would be great. Yeah, it doesn't hurt when JP's up there too for him. You know, I mean, you don't need yeah. both center backs when a guy like JP's up there. I heard uh, someone say last night though, you know, there's something about a team with two forwards under five ten uh, who hits lots of crosses into the box. I wasn't gonna name names, but uh, I'll name myself. I, I feel uh, like you could at least bring the six footers up on the set piece. If, if I had one criticism of that game, it was <laughs> we were we were serving lots of crosses into the middle of the box with Hugo and Ricky uh, up top, and no one else there to get those balls, and a lot of them were going overheads. Um, I to go back, I, I think the other thing about Alex for him not being a pro yet, you know, the first pro game. Alex Touche. Touche. Alex Touche. For this being his first pro game, his yellow card, there was that not? No. No, it was. I, uh, I believe he played three minutes last year. Okay. Well, for having well, one. No, no, he pro- played in three games for 19 minutes last year. Okay. 
So limited pro experience, right? His yellow card was one of the most professional. Yeah, but it was a professional foul. Like everybody on our end was getting really mad at the ref for for putting up the yellow card. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's what you want your center back to do when that guy's trying to run free down the center of the field. Yeah. Is pull his arm and twist him down. It was it was totally what you see in every league across the world with a center back. And yeah, for limited experience, that was amazing. That that was an extremely professional foul there. Um, a well-deserved card, but not something that I got mad at at him for for drawing a card there. Um, would have left us in a worse position if he hadn't. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, midfield, little little bit different. We had J.P. Skears, Thunder Doyle, Dion Akoff. And Joe Brito. Yo, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why uh, were we not singing? I mean, I think I like that we're now doing the One Nation Army song because that's classic. But I think we could do that for Joe Brito. Joe Brito. Oh, <laughs> Damn you. You guys. I, right? I feel like seeing I I just am so happy Connor's in the middle he he watching him play he was able to have that experience and that vision on the field that is so needed with this young team and it was just refreshing to see him and JP especially since they have chemistry together be in the middle and be able to facilitate passes at least and get those outside players out and up and doing what they know how to do you know it was it was nice well, I thought that uh, I thought a- a- Abs Acom. I was just about to say Abs Acom was incredible. TM, we trade we trademarked that. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, it's the official I, who gives yeah. a Who Media Empire pod nickname. I thought as the game went on, he start he started uh, kind of freelancing a little bit. Uh, he would cross the center. He was going to the other side, kind of doubling up with Joe, and it, it threw Des Moines off quite a bit. And if he gets comfortable enough to do that, where he can kind of Roam free and Ryan gets comfortable playing both ends. That's going to be dangerous. Those two on that same side were dangerous together. Yes. Um, their overlap play was really well done. Um, yeah, it, I mentioned this to you, Ryan, but it looked like it looked like Ryan Jeeva was very deliberate in what he was doing. He did not have that like kind of loose and comfortable vibe. He yeah. very much had a, I've been told to go here when he goes here. Yes. But if I've, he did a good job. Like I, like I was, I, I posted in this, you know, in our chat, like Brian Jeeva is legit, but he like, I, I felt like his most exciting moments were when he like, wasn't thinking like I'm a left back mm-hmm. now. Jay Mims expects me to be here and here and like a little bit yes. more going for it. And like, you know, he'll come into it. Right. Like it was his first pro. He was, playing you know juco in the spring yeah. or i don't well, know first first pro start in a position he's never played before yeah and and you have to think like i guess i was watching a little bit more because i like to watch the defensive line and i was watching ryan slowly gain con- confidence throughout the game because you had the center defenders encouraging him go up keep going up and i kept hearing that it's so nice on morrison you can actually hear them yeah and I heard them say, go, go, you can go. And he would be like, are, are you sure? Are you, 
And they're like, go. So once he has that confidence to make his own decisions like that, it's going to be great. I'm excited. Do we need to get Riley to cut him a uh, Damia Viadere highlight tape to be like, this is who you're replacing. <laughs> like, if you can do half of this, we're all going to be thrilled. Yeah. Do we think that would intimidate him, though? Like, we don't want yeah, him to yeah, feel yeah, like he bad. has those, you know, like he, he, could, he could probably make his own name, too. I, yeah. I have that confidence in him. I think that skill set though is what Jay saw and and sees a very similar type player, a lot taller, but a similar type player. Do we think we can petition the league to change draws to arm wrestling contests to take advantage of abs, Acoff's clear strength in his upper body? Like uh, no joke. I don't think I've ever seen a, a soccer player. So ripped. I I would put Ricky or uh, Acoff there i think we need to have them on and settle this i mean if yes. we're moving to a vi- if we're moving to a video medium yes then it's it's perfect uh yeah. we'll we'll have the arm wrestling uh union omaha arm wrestling challenge on here uh perfect just uh, to kind of tie in content the club is looking for <laughs> but to, to finish uh to finish up the lineup um started with hugo and ricky rivera up top uh as we mentioned, shorter uh, starters forward. Ricky was with us last season, got injured, wasn't able to play as much, um, was brought in. I, I wouldn't say to to fill the gap where Evan was out, but that definitely didn't hurt him being brought in right. there. He was um, brought in to be our third forward. Yeah, yeah. We, there, there were a couple... Uh, couple things happening behind the scenes that that made that position open um but i don't think it's behind the scenes luke i think we all saw what happened very diplomatic of you though i'm like at this point i think even the behind the scenes stuff has been shared in totality (laughs) fair fair but Uh, it's very kind and diplomatic of you i mean don't get me wrong i i will say my my biggest worry um, with with the entirety of the game is you could tell the guys who'd never had a pro start before. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of hesitation, um, mm-hmm. and it, it hurt us a number of times. Where Hugo had the clearest track to the ball, but was waiting for somebody else to step up. Yep. And I, there were a lot of missed opportunities that I think he would have had he gotten his foot on there. Uh, we we would have been in a scoring position or at least a shot on goal. I think there was a just shot that. where he was like almost inside the six and you could like, he's like, I'm going to let it run. And it's like, oh man, no. There, well, no. and there was yeah. a couple, there's a couple times in the same type of position where he was looking for a pass. And I said in the second half, when we were attacking away from our end, but you know, when they switch. Yeah. But I had said to Ben a couple times, and Hunter was standing by us too. I said, you know, at this point, just start putting the ball on the frame. You know, the ball, their keeper was good. He had a good wingspan. He was saving some stuff, but he wasn't catching everything. And all you have to do is get that ball to bounce out. And that's, I think that's what Hugo's game could be is, is being that poacher, being ready, being right there. The thing I liked about both of them up top was they never looked like they were running out of gas. They no. were constantly pressing. They were in the face. Uh, if, if there's any criticism I have of Hugo, and it's not a bad thing, is you could tell us his first pro start because that dude was amped. 
from the beginning. <laughs> he was going 150 miles an hour for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and by halftime, he, you could tell he had been going hard for, for the entire well, first half. One thing I will say is I think it's more so because I think they both did a good job. And again, I just see potential in this team during throughout the season on all all parts of the field. But Hugo and Ricky are very similar in their playing styles. And I like to see forwards up top that complement each other. So that's something that I'm interested to see of how we switch the lineup up top to complement each other in those because they they're very adamant on taking those touches and seeing the goal, but they both take an extra touch and overthink some of their decisions, which is okay sometimes. But when you have two forwards up top doing the same thing, having the same ideas, I don't know. I just like to see comp- compliments of each other up there. Who do you who do you think? Because we also saw Noe and Alex Bruce. Mm-hmm. So who else out of the that those that we've seen that we know are on the team would complement their style better? You know, it, go ahead, Luke. It it was interesting the height change. Mm-hmm. Like what once we saw how well the crosses were doing uh later in the game, you bring on Alex and Noe who were like yep. six feet above. And it the the game definitely became a lot more yeah. height there. <laughs> I, I'd like to I'd like to see Ricky and Noe because not only do I like the complimentary styles, but I also like veteran new player. Yeah. And Noe and have really good as a yeah. set. But if you have Alex and and Hugo, you kind of have a similar thing. You know, we're a guy that's played some pro, you have a new pro. And I think that, that but you also get them those kind of Dr. Reverend super producer. A Reverend Doctor Super Producer. Bruce. Who? Uh, Alex Bruce. Oh yeah, he's cool. <laughs> I think those two pairs, Ryan, that you had mentioned would be the best matchup that I can think of right now. Obviously, it can change based on performance, but they I I agree. I think they each would complement each other. Seeing Ricky and Noe together would be very interesting. And I, I think that could be good. Honestly, seeing Alex and Noe was okay too, but they both have that kind of Tasmanian devil energy feel to them mm-hmm. where they were just kind of running and they were excited, which is great, but they, they both were running at the same time in different places. So again, chemistry, it'll yeah. come. You, you can tell it reminds me of uh, high school sports when all you did was like, I played high school football. You had two days all like for two weeks in August and you finally get to that first football game. And everybody's like way too amped up. And that's what it reminded me of was just everybody. And even Connor, who has probably the most experience on that field, he was just jazzed to be playing a a competitive game again. And it was great. And but the nice part was you get that against a team like Moyne, where we don't have to worry as much. I think that might have led to they were pretty decent. They were, but it wasn't like it wasn't like forward on Saturday where you're worried about them knowing our team and our style. They, they no, started, I don't really know anyone on that. <laughs> they, I know. Uh, other, other Ben, who I thought was going to be my big guys, I told you so, forward signing coming into the offseason. I may have sent a text to James Kalaleas and was like, don't respond to this. I don't want to put you on the spot. But I'm on the record. I'm saying Fitzroy Cummings and Corey Herzog at Union Omaha. And I went over two. Correct. Corey Herzog sucked. 
<laughs> and the way he celebrated that goal, I'm like, I don't want that guy on my team. I want nothing to do with this guy. I don't care that like two years ago, he was the leading scorer in USL championship. And Jay has a personal relationship with him. I hate his guts. And I never want to see him again. <laughs> now he's going to sign. I know. I know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that Des Moines brought on people specifically for this game. That that's also what I heard. I, I don't remember. Did Corey uh, play no. uh, in the last one? So he was brought on. Um, they had a midfielder. Uh, there were about three. Like. Riley Riley Craft um, was in the league. Was in League One before we were in League One. And I, their captain, I, I rewatched like the first 20 minutes of the game last night and looked up a few players and their captain is like 31 and from Urbana or Urbandale. I don't whatever urban word is the urban suburb there. Was that Lance Roseboom? Yes. And they were like, oh, he's in from Miami FC where he was a giant killer in the U.S. Open yeah. Cup before. Like, going on. Uh, Miami FC, Tampa Bay Rowdies, Ottawa yeah. Fury, Austin Aztec FC, uh, Rochester, and D.C. Journeyman. Like, so you have these... to think that at the same time, that team was good, but they brought on people yeah. to yeah. benefit themselves, and we still were able to come out with a victory, which is good. Yeah, because all well, of our players are pro. <laughs> ben, well, so did you get to see their first goal again then or their yeah. goal yeah okay. so it was credited to Corey Herzog but he didn't score it the ball was completely over the line and I like actually I like took a picture and all this stuff and then they kept showing it again and again so the ball off the crossbar into the goal off Shido's back and then he's in the goal and he throws it out with two hands <laughs> it lands right at Corey Herzog's feet and he puts it right back in again. So it was uh I'll I'll see if I can find it on my phone. Um but yeah, it was it was a goal from the very beginning. Um okay. but you know, credit Shido and his graft. Here we go. Can you guys see that? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, whatever, whatever. The other the other thing uh that I pointed out yesterday as uh, Ben and I were watching was, and this is Shido. You can tell he is in his uh, start of his third prof- or well, third season with us, but you can tell he has pro experience. A lot of those uh, uh, offside kicks and goal kicks that he had where he gave himself about four or five extra yards with his oh. little toss out. <laughs> he just casually slips it out while the ref's not looking and he get he would gain four five six yards by doing that and that's just a veteran goalkeeper move every single time uh plus we know he's going to put his entire boot behind that thing and can we can we also give credit to uh fifth year senior grant makazula Mazula, whatever so it took us a while to find out grant's name but then it's you mean joey yeah 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 so i my guess is that's Joey's kit. And then they just didn't have another Jersey for Grant. Cause you know, it's fourth division team. So <laughs> anyway, just being the goalkeeper of the menace. Yes. Go- menace yeah. goalkeepers out there. We're harassing him. He's ignoring us. And I don't like, so we started counting early on. Cause as soon as they scored the first time the ball goes out, he puts the ball down and he goes to get a freaking drink. And like, 
20 I, minutes into the I game. screamed at a stranger tonight. And so I, my, I'm, I'm a little hot just in general <laughs> and a little hot this week. And uh, I was running, I was, I did not enjoy it. So I viciously started the count. And at some point was like, Hey, if you count, if you make it to 29 on our count, I'll buy you a beer. And uh, sure enough, next kick, he like does everything he can to do it and like gets 29. And then he did it again. So good on Grant. If you're listening, find me. Came, I will Venmo you money for two beers. But at halftime, he came over uh, to grab his water bottle and he was like, it was really great talking with you. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a good sport about he it. He was a good I was, dude. I liked it. I think, I think if you're him, you're like, this is cool, right? Like this is like, I'm in a pro atmosphere. Like I'm getting the business from yeah. a group of supporters. Like, also, I'm sure college supporters are like much more ruthless and rude and like, you know, cle- more clever than we were. No, I don't think they're more clever, actually. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, much less clever. I didn't want to give myself too much credit. Do we want to um, Do we want to talk about our goal? So uh, scored off a set piece. Didn't take long this season, finally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does it? We don't score many offset pieces, so it was nice to see. JP's JP got them all. He was like, "I'm not going to do anything in the preseason. I'm going to wait." Dude, that header was amazing too. That was great. That was the promise. We we thought we were going to see like eight of those last year. Yeah, he did, he wasn't vertical or and uh, parallel to the ground, but it was still a pretty header. He still lost me one from 28 yards out. He tried, man. There was a couple <laughs> he tried from distance. He was going for third him. season. Third season, he's got to get it this time. He he was feeling it after that header, though. He was ready. Oh, yeah. like, he, he was amped. Uh, he was ready for that energy. He knows what he's going to get when he's playing in front of Omaha fans. And like hit him just riling up the crowd and getting everybody going was, was absolutely what was needed, uh, especially after go- dropping down a goal. I think it amped up a lot of the new guys who would mm-hmm. – this is their first game in front of Omaha fans. Um, no, not, not where they're normally going to be playing. It was on a Tuesday night that was cold and rainy, but it, it was definitely, definitely a new experience for them and something that it, having one of your most veteran guys on the team be able to do that and just bring that sort of energy out from that entire stadium was just perfect. I so will wait. say, go ahead. Go I ahead. will say too, that based on the performance, our crosses are great. If we can get ahead on these crosses this season, I mean, the vision is there already. And, and it kept going. I mean, that was like our tactic was mm-hmm. just crosses and they looked great. So I, I, I felt like Dion was as he was there too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, people's feet, 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 foots. Feets? It's been a unnecessarily long week for me. Um, I, I think Dion was exactly as we talked about when his signing happened and we all watched his, I mean, he gets his head up quick. He sees where he's going to put that ball. Uh, he's good with the ball at his feet. He, he rarely had a, a misplaced pass or even just a dribble, you know, there was times where the ball was right on the end line on our end of the first half and he was keeping it in or trying to get it off the defender. Dion was as advertised. I, uh, I, I would say seated expectations. Yeah. Like of everyone, I was he was I was most surprised by him. Um, just so you know, the Open Cups uh, Twitter lists uh, Mattis's goalkeeper's first name as Victor, so he has like eight names at this point. 
<laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Anyway, no, I, I was I was super impressed with Dion. I, I think the reason Joe Brito stood out so much to me was because we were able to see a lot of tape of Dion because obviously mm. he's been a pro yeah. for a while. Um, and so a lot of what he was doing, I was like, yes, I watched that on YouTube. But but <laughs> yeah, Joe, like, I was not expect Joe was dancing with the ball at his feet. He's a good dribbler. Um, and then comes in and we didn't miss a beat on set pieces. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Hey, Riley. Yes. Who took our set pieces last year? Damia. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is your chance to show your little jersey thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, hey, there we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, USL won my, my hot take on this. Damia Villadere was taking our corners last year. Here's here's my hot take on this. Yeah, Joe's corners were better. I, I yeah, like day, I, day I, one, I don't think it's that hot. He if got, you watch he got more air in them. <laughs> they were a lot more dangerous. <clears throat> they were, not just because of the goal, but just in general, he was yeah. finding he was finding the bodies in a way that Dami was not consistent on. And we had nine or ten corners that game which is significantly higher than we normally do. And he took uh, all of them. Usually in a game yeah. that long, Jay would have swapped out a couple times. Well, it, apparently U.S. Open Cup is going with the old sub rules, and you can only have three. Uh, no. You sure? Because no. yeah. both teams only took three. No. And I No, we I, took more than three. No, we didn't. Claudio came on at the end. Mm-hmm. This is true. Claudio, Yoskar... Noe, Bruce, and Gio came on. Unscored, unscored on a Fat Mob. Claudio played one minute. Yeah. Uh, also, also, I looked it up at halftime when JR and I were talking about yeah. it. <laughs> we were having that conversation. <laughs> yeah, because JR was uh, was giving me resident writer JR, uh, who. We sometimes, uh, especially when it comes to rules and like boring things, we just trust him on it. Second best expert in our, um, you know, podcast media empire. Yeah. Uh, Uh, You could even say number one expert who didn't play professionally. That's fair. Yeah. I I feel like. Go ahead. uh, I I feel like JR still got some time in him. (laughs) Yeah. Evergreen. What were you going to say, Camille? Back to the crosses and the corners. I am excited personally because I feel like if Dalton gets in there, he has a better chance to actually score. Mm. And so I'm excited to see the potential there as well. Fingers crossed that they all count. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you get them in the mixer and there's bodies in there. The ball's going to go in. It doesn't have to look pretty, you know, it's, the last time, the last time Dalton scored a goal, I was unemployed. Riley had a different job. And look at mm. us now. Look at us yeah. now. <laughs> Who would have uh, thought? La- last time he had a goal that counted. Last time he had a goal that counted was was the day of my first interview at my current job. Yes. Yeah. Uh, last luck. goal. That- yeah. <laughs> or I'm terrible luck for him. What? <laughs> I'm gonna say. Uh, it's no, ben, ben. No, you can't be terrible luck because you're fantastic luck for be. me. 
I could, so, but, but Riley, what if all of your luck is at the expense of DK's goals? Oh, Ooh. <laughs> sorry, Riley. I'm going to wish unemployment on you now. <laughs> you take that back. You take that back. <laughs> the audacity. Um, I mean, I would give up a little bit of that luck for some DK goals, but not my job. Absolutely not. Sorry, Camille. <laughs> He does. He doesn't need luck. It's okay. He's working on it. I think that's one thing that he's really excited about. Seeing him take that set piece at the Kansas City game, I'm like, oh, he wants to score. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna see it. <laughs> I'm sure he's tired of us making fun of him for it. Yeah, probably secretly, even though he just laughs and smiles. Yeah. <laughs> motivation. We're providing ample motivation. Right. Mm. One might say bulletin board material. <laughs> Uh, We're good at that on this podcast. Yeah, well known. You're good at that. Speaking of, do we need to do we need to give anything out before? Well, I'm not. Okay, so we had we had five subs. We haven't talked about them. We had between three and five subs. For sure, we saw Noe Meza, Alex Bruce, and uh, uh, Gio. Gio, we'll call him Gio. Gio. Giovanni. Yeah. yeah. Um, who I just found out is apparently going to be offering some uh, local. Uh, coaching gigs around our um, sessions around. So if you got kids who are looking Love for it, it uh, Gio's going to be out there. So Love keep it. an eye on his socials. We should, uh, we should be a marketplace. Well, this is neither here nor there. We'll talk about this later. I've got a good idea for how we can help employ the players and the families of players. But right. I mean, later. there's 25 openings at my current job at my current work. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send them my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I have plans that benefit me as well, but not like. That. <laughs> um, did, no, I did we see Yoscar? I don't. He was out. No, that was a time waste sub. Yeah, yeah, it was a time waste sub. I don't think he okay. had meaningful minutes. Yeah, we had three minutes of stoppage time. Maybe he, we did, maybe him he on didn't come in. Maybe he just warmed up, and I thought he was coming on. Um, I think he just warmed up because he kept running even after the first couple subs, and I was like, well, maybe they'll throw Yoscar on, and then they threw Geo on at the end, which is where I would have assumed you throw Yoscar well, on. Well, Claudio Gio came, came in. in go, like let's talk Claudio. about these first three. No, but let's talk about yeah. these first three. Noe did not look like a first uh, first professional no. game. No. He looked good on the ball. Yeah. Alex Bruce looked good on the ball. Super, but super sub, Noe Meza? I, I think he's a, starter. 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 he's a starter. I think him and Ricky start good. on Saturday. Good. I see it. I Potential. Yeah. I think Hugo's a better super sub because of his pace and because he likes to press. That's a guy you bring on in the 75th, 80th minute when you're chasing. That's sort of a Ricky Rivera role, if you will. No, Jay, Jay did what Jay always does. He plays guys against their old teams. <laughs> and Hugo was one of the best players for the Menace last year. Yeah. Yeah, their fans even yelled at him, and he went down and, like, said hi to him. Yeah. After the he tweeted about it today. It was clearly meaningful yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. And I, I – Convinced that's the reason why he started over either Noe or Alex Bruce. Yeah. Um, I think Noe with Ricky, um, as we saw at um, Kansas City, is going to be a very, very strong. And just the way that they both have, they're fitting more. Um, mm-hmm. They just seem so much more comfortable. It is yeah. going to be very good there. 
so other subs that I or Giovanni coming on, Gio coming on. He he was bringing a lot of good energy into the midfield. Yes. Um, like just not necessarily outshining it. Um, so who did he come on for? He come on for Dion. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Like, like what wasn't outshining what Dion was doing, but was providing a lot of the same energy and just getting in the right spot at the right time. His off the ball movement looked very good. Uh, definitely something that I, he played at Loudon last year when Loudon was uh, absolute dog shit. <laughs> so I, I think this is a team that he's going to shine for. Uh, Gio, well, came on, Gio came on for Joe Brito. For Joe. Okay. Well, so we... For Big Joe. I, here's the thing, oh, though. Oh, 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 oh. I think, it, I think that Gio, though, is what we've been talking about with needing depth subs of a guy that just needs to learn how to get in involved in the game, learn the pro style, do all that stuff that he can come on for Joe or come on for Dion or come in, get 15, 20 minutes and work his way into the team a little bit more, but he's not, we're not dropping in quality when he comes on. I thought that was one of our concerns last year, right? What subs are coming on to improve the team? Yeah. 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 Why is Jay making no subs? Well, because yeah, I think he, he may have even said as much off the record to well, never mind. Let's just was it wasn't our first sub in the 65th minute last night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, because I looked at Ben and I earlier said, than we had negotiated an agreement about. <laughs> I looked at Ben and I was like, Jay sub before the 75th minute. This is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> and in a close game, no less. Yeah. Um, I on um going back to Geo though, I thought. I, I thought his direct running was exhilarating. I thought his final touch was not quite there. And I don't know if that's, you know, is he nervous or what? I can't speak to the why on that. But I think, like, and one of the last things I remember as I was getting ready to bolt was, like, really exciting link-up play between him and Ryan Jeeva. Like, really That was exciting. when Ryan was becoming more confident as well. Yeah. I mean – it's great to see. Uh, and, and Gabe came on. G, Gabe, Gabriel uh, yeah. came on last couple minutes. Big Claudio! Didn't, <laughs> didn't get a whole lot, whole lot on the ball. But th- this is the first time we've seen pl- them play competitively. Of the new signings, how many do you think are going to be starters this year versus how many of them are year two? So, so five, five players started and made their UO debuts. And I don't remember exactly how many, but I got, uh, I got the, I got the goods. Give me a second. I, I think, I think Joe, Joe Brito reminds me of Devin in the sense of it's a guy that we, I mean, we knew a little bit more about Joe than we did Devin when Devin came to us in 20. But I don't know that it was somebody that everybody's like, this guy's going to be a day one starter. I think, I think, G, I think Joe's going to be very similar to that. He's so, going to just take that spot by storm. Five so starters, the, four subs in that game were new players for us. Uh, uh, of the new to the team uh, starters, 
Alex Touche, Ryan Jiba, Joe Brito, Abs Akoff, and Hugo Kamatani. Yep. I think the first the first four, I think, are starters. We're, worth noting that uh, Joe Brito and Ryan, Ryan Jiba and Hugo Kamatani, this is their first professional match. I I think that I think that Joe I, I think Hugo was a what you said, Luke. He's playing against his former team. Let's throw him out there. Let's get him his professional debut. I think that if it was a, a league match, I think it's Noe instead. I, I just I think that that's probably who you're starting. So I think those other four though, I think you see those other four starting on Saturday at Madison. I'm interested to see Isaac play as well. He wasn't on the yeah. bench. So I'm I'm interested. He probably uh, we don't have enough guys to not have everybody on the bench. He probably is. And hopefully he did not pick one up in warm-ups because I think I think when that goal bounced in off the crossbar, I said to Ryan, this place is uh probably a profanity, uh probably another one cursed for us. Um yeah. I mean, like that game against Tucson was so bad. And the uh, the other thing that was just unbelievable was we never talked about it. We had two players get injured in the warm up, like that significantly affected their season. Mm-hmm. Like both Ricky and Ethan uh, got hurt in warm ups. <laughs> I saw you look up there, Luke. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it when he's on the pod sometime, Luke. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let's just say certain uh, former players objected to certain characterizations of them that were made in the uh, in the pod, and that Luke and I are going to work out a bet offline about it because that'll be fun. I mean, that that game should be over by now, right? Uh yeah. I I I went to watch the UO Cup, uh, Greg Hurst versus Sebas, but um, and Sam Howard. Greg Greg uh, is not. Sam Howard didn't start in goal. Yeah, and Greg and Greg uh, Greg didn't start either. So Greg subbed on though. Already? Yeah, I have uh, I, I have been paying attention to. Uh, I, I I track uh, track Greg on Thought Mob. Nice. I uh, yeah. I have been paying more attention to this call during this piece, but. <laughs> uh, just, so just to wrap this up, since we still have to preview Madison, <laughs> things to improve. Scoring. Scoring Confidence. goals. Yeah, we didn't talk about our our game winning goal. <laughs> Wait, look, anytime was a, you can get own goal header. on your side, you can. Uh, here's the here's the thing: if Connor's serving balls like that up, and our guys get onto those, they're going in just like it did with that center back put it into his own net. I, that oh, was a hell of a ball. Full uh, credit to the ball. No, R- Riley and I were down there, and <laughs> like that. That header was not going anywhere except in goal. Like yeah. we have to sign number four. Connor Connor uh, Doyle does not want to score a goal. He's against it. I don't know why. I don't know what scoring goals did to him, but he only is interested in assists. And he was like, you know what? I can do this thing. And he looped well, that, that ball in perfectly right off the guy's head. Forty well, yeah, chess. That ball, like, even if the defender hadn't touched it, it would have been a goal as well. Like, yeah. I, that was just the perfect ball that the defender could do nothing but just put it in the back of his own net. Oh, yeah. It uh, was beautiful. Uh, Ryan, did, did you have anything to to add of what 
what are the things we need to improve on? Um, I mean, I agree with Camille. I think that if we have somebody up top that besides JP running into the box, but if we have somebody else up top like Noe or Alex Bruce that are going for those balls for those crosses, we're going to be a lot more dangerous. It just looked really funny with us crossing so much with two guys that were 5'11 or shorter. Um, and it, even when the ball would go over and then Dion's on the other wing because Joe was crossing it, it would go over Dion's head too because he's not very tall either. So don't need to be I, tall when I, you're I just, strong. I, I know Jay has a system. I know Jay has a thing that you do. <laughs> but there's also there's also things that like jam the ball be, in the box as much as possible. Yeah. But you have to be tactically aware too. Like, okay, when you have two forwards that are five ten, five eleven, and don't aren't jumpers. I mean, neither of those guys looked like they were getting up for those balls either. Like that's maybe the time that we find a different way to get the ball into the box. Um, and Joe was trying. I would like to see the ball get played back to JP and Connor during the season as well because they were always there during the game. Yeah. I think a lot of, I think a lot of wing play, but we have a lot of players who can play more direct. I wonder, I wonder if a lot of it is once again, we've built a counterattacking team and we're never going to be able to play a counterattacking game against a, you know, literally a semi-pro side. Yeah. Um, You know, it, Oh, look at this segue. What do you think we'll see against Madison though? a fully professional team, even though they took most of their players from Misa and leagues that you only knew existed in a theoretical sense. So they played their U S open cup game tonight. We're yeah. recording this on Wednesday, the what's the sixth, 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 uh, the, the game has been over for over an hour now. Yep. And they still don't know. Thought mob still does not know who scored their second goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so, not not sure how well that bodes, but who guy named Mariho, C Mariho, and uh, Bartman scored a goal for them as well. The guy Isn't that messed that up the like Cubs World Series. very weird character. that he's playing soccer. <laughs> Especially, who did they play, Luke? Uh, Cleveland SC. Oh, okay. Uh, NPSL team or something like that. Oh, uh, this is the... a they got a guy who played two seasons at uh the guy who scored their second goal played two seasons at Greenville Triumph. Yet Caesar Marijo, I think he was on the field. Was he last seen getting scored all over by Union Omaha? I doubt it. Well, it interesting question there is is he going to do the typical greenville uh player thing of go to madison for a year and then be like this is absolutely horrible and try and go back and not thank yeah, yeah. madison or and not or leave madison. and not thank madison just thank greenville yeah, yeah. It, it's um, a for life or wh- whatever it is i i think i think the thing that always scares me about madison and this is something we talked about but ben and i did that first preview pod last year when the first madison match is we rarely play like we have not played Madison where it's been the complete control of the game. Oh, right? well said. It's, I was going to say a lot of, but a lot of draws, uh, a loss. I mean, it's stuff like that where we their their style, at least the style they've played in the past. Now they have a new coach, so who knows what they look like? Although with all the same assistance, maybe nothing changes for them. Um, <laughs> but I. <laughs> Their style in the past was one of those things that it 
it didn't work well with what we like to do with the counterattack. Um, you know, we, they, they muddy up the midfield. They don't let the ball get going. It's, it's a lot of that stuff. The one thing I'll say that was, it was very encouraging, and this is no knock on Evan or Greg from last year, but the speed up top that we have now this season was very, very apparent in that, in the game last night. And that's why I think we not appreciate the two greatest, the greatest strike partnership in all of league one history enough when we had it last year, that was my takeaway from this first game. I agree. But I think a guy like, I think Hugo's a super sub because other, the center backs are tired. You know, those guys are tired and you get a guy like Hugo on a counterattack, especially in Warner park, even at Bree Stevens (laughs) and that ball gets, gets knocked over the top. Like it was last night. Hugo was chasing a lot of those down. Number two for Des Moines, that dude was fast. And that guy cleaned up a lot for them on those long balls because he stayed back and he was able to recover really quickly. But that's that style doesn't always work in USO. So if, if tonight's uh, thought mob is to be believed for, for Madison, they played a 3-5-2. Uh, we're not going to change from a 4-4-2 because we're just not going to change from a 4-4-2. Yeah, no uh, one came and talked to me about it. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance, folks. You, you had your chance. I'm still available for conversation. <laughs> I'll probably be less salty than uh, I was. So, Breno and Goal, they, they won 3 nothing over Cleveland SC, who has nobody I recognize or even, like, just had something that clicks that I should know something about them. Here's the thing we played. I know the team is different for Des Moines and our team's a lot different, but we played a team that won the USL two national championship. They're playing an NPSL team that no one's ever heard of. They should be winning three. No. And it's not, shouldn't be a surprise that we had the type of match we had with Des Moines. Well, and let's be clear too. it, It was a, Fairly lucky, fluky goal that they scored early on. Yeah. I, with the, the easiest comparison uh, to Des Moines to where they're at is Des Moines is a consistent powerhouse. It has the clout to call on players who are free agents to, mm-hmm. to step in. Yeah, uh, Corey Herzog is showing up for his 60 minutes. Yeah. Well, like, especially that, knowing that they're about to start a championship team in a couple of years. But I, I think also the difference we have is we, uh, as we were discussing, we didn't start our starting lineup uh, or 100% of our starting lineup against um, Des Moines. Right. Madison played the league match already, right? Madison played a played league match already. At um, chat? At chat, which they tied in like the 90th minute. Oh, they chatted chat. They chatted chat. Uh, and they, they really did. It's like 90 yeah. plus five. Yeah, which only a Chattanooga Madison game would have like 18 minutes of stoppage time. What what's uh, the old sports cliche? What's the old sports cliche? Do you think do you think that the uh folks who scheduled that game were really disappointed when Aaron Malloy transferred himself away and their <laughs> uh you know their signature rivalry match from uh settling the beef <laughs> from last year just you know vanished? Went away. Uh, or, uh, right. As far as I know, there were no racial uh, slurs tossed oh. around at that match. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. 
but, but improvement real. on 2021. But but for real, what is the oldest sports cliche? You make Defense your most improvement. No, you make your most improvement from game one to game two. Who already has played a professional game or a competitive game this season? <laughs> so you're saying Ma- <laughs> Madison, right? Like that's the thing though. Des Moines already had played a competitive game. Madison already played a competitive game. This was our first competitive game of the season. Whether it was our our actual starting lineup or not, you're I think we're gonna see a, a huge improvement on Saturday because these guys have gotten that out of their system. They got the first competitive match out of the way. Well, one of their starting strikers uh, for Madison, Audie Jepson, mm-hmm. who played for St. Louis two years ago and hasn't played for a club since. Like, well, and this guy who's started every minute of every game for them so far this season was last seen in Greenville uh, sitting on the bench for 90 minutes while they got their uh, behinds handed to them in the USL championship game. Yeah. By who? So, you, you know, Maha. Uh, of course. Yeah. Some team in Nebraska. It just feels good to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm really not seeing anything in their lineup uh, that makes me too worried, especially playing three games in seven days with them. Granted, two of them are home, but we've, talked about their facilities before that's not necessarily an advantage for recovery right like they'd probably do better in a hotel gym than what they have for their players <laughs> one thing that does on the hotel <laughs> sorry one thing it's okay one thing that does concern me is based on I mean, obviously how many new players we have and it being the first USL League one game at Madison pregame jitters and how that may have an effect on our players, not necessarily who we're playing against, you know? So have, having that and just knowing there's going to be an increase of fans from that Des Moines menace game. So it's, well, it's going to be a little bit more. don't like them, you know, it's going to go through the I, I got that covered. I'm uh, not too worried. I'm not, you know, the last, the last time I recall we lost to Madison we didn't lose again. We scored a million goals. We got a couple of stars, one star, two trophies. I don't know how it went. <laughs> but, you know, the last time I heard they were writing like 2000 word articles about how we should have seen it coming because we were so disrespectful of them. So like they could be, you know, people, Madison fans could be fired up for this game. Uh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I insist. <laughs> Are you guys glad we're on video? I, I, I do think, though, uh, Madison is a very difficult place to play in. It, it's the closest to a hostile environment in League One. Uh, I think Fuego is going to have similarly. I didn't get a chance uh, to, to watch. Uh, it was nuts. I put it on last night. It was a full stadium. Only one I've but seen. I've watched that, half of those games. That's not even where they're going to be playing, and that was a Tuesday night. So that, yeah, I, I think this being an early April game, Madison, uh, Ford Madison has been struggling the past two years. Not going to see quite as crazy a a draw, uh, and bringing up you know thirty to forty Omaha fans 
who are going to be placed right near where the guys are coming out from locker rooms or the trailers or whatever Madison's using this year. Outhouses. Uh, hey, man, when you have a historic minor league baseball stadium <laughs> and you have the chance to play ultimate Frisbee at the highest level in the United States <laughs> in that stadium and you need to fill a couple of extra days, soccer is a great choice. And if you don't have I mean, facilities it also has football for lines. third division soccer, I don't know what to tell you. It, it currently has football lines as well. Yeah. And, I mean, also, I sound like a pessimist. This is very rare, but also this is the only game where we, we drive. And so coming off of that road trip is something that, I mean, maybe from having college players used to those road trips, maybe it's something that we don't have to There's that optimism. Consider. There's the optimism. I, maybe it's something we're used to. I don't know. But it it is it, just these things to consider. Madison being a, a heavy fan base. Um, honestly, I mean, maybe they'll hey. feel the pressure of our fans being there and having to prove themselves you know you never know what, what's going on in the mind and based on these new professionals you know camille it's lent they gave up sweets for Lent. they're not that heavy of a fan base right oh now. that's a good one that's a good one i like couldn't <laughs> nice. i like couldn't figure out a way to do it's, it i was like it's wisconsin like, they gave up cheese curds podcast but like that was too heavy that was the right that was the right tone luke that was good <laughs> no i I, I do think it's always a challenging place to play. The The field itself is one of the worst in the league. Um, just the turf. Things. It's turf. Yeah. It w- and that may be better right now than if they had a grass pitch uh, for early. <laughs> I'm trying to see what the, the weather is going to be up there so I, I can pack. But Cold. Uh, yeah. They'll probably uh, stretch the weather for uh... – Oh, it's um, going to be a high of 44, but there's going to be snow on Friday. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe maybe it'll all benefit them. Maybe it'll get them fired up. Maybe the fans will make them mad. Maybe they'll be pissed <laughs> off. You know, it could go either way. But Well, they're going to play this podcast for their players because <laughs> their assistant coaches listen, and they're going to put it on a bulletin board about how we think their fans aren't going to be there. And then we're going to get articles written about us. And – once again, we will be the reason why they perform well against Union Omaha. It's yeah. not their players' reason. It's not the coach that motivates them. No. It's who it's gives not, a hoot. It's not practicing uh, running around like an airplane. It's not it's that. Because, it's because we do. We give a hoot. We give so a hoot. we motivate them as well as our own players. I think, I think on the other side, look, look, this is a new team. That you know, there's there. It feels like they may be a little fragile in one way or the other. We're providing them a cloak and a shield to go up there, and if they do badly, it's our fault because we we're here talking shit, and like Madison's gonna have no choice but to play their best game out of the next ten or fifteen, like they did the last time we met them. <laughs> and I mean, I just seeing the players react to the fans at the end of the game was so great just knowing like oh like we have we have supporters here you know and just seeing that is so it's encouraging and I mean if they listen to this podcast it's also encouraging I think knowing that they're relevant and they're able to make a difference and have an influence yeah yeah. there's four amateurs and you know one expert talking about them (laughs) for a tight 75 well 
I, I think like, like we finished up with um, or started with the, the breakdown of the, the Open Cup game, what do we think the starting lineup is going to be? We've already kind of talked about it, but uh, I, I'm going to put this one out first. Oh, here it goes. Hot take. I think Rashid's going to be in goal. Spicy. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm here for those here for those hot takes after like you're over an hour and then half our listeners aren't listening anymore. Got to bring in that spice. How if many they games? survived the three and a half hour podcast, they're still in on this one. How many, uh, how many games? Uh, wait, record listenership. Record listenership for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how? I, I think it was a lot of people starting it uh, <laughs> over again. <laughs> right. It's, I've listened to it in six parts. That sort of thing. Um, what or how many? No, how many games into the season before Kevin gets his first start? Four. Uh, yeah, five. Okay, was our fifth game. Before. Well, into the season or are we including Open Cup? Including Open Cup. Yeah. I, I'm going to say four. Because, you know, I, Ed, you know, one thing that we often complain about is when people compare our third division uh, United States soccer team to their uh, European Super League club, but usually, uh, you know, second string goalkeepers get a starting run in the club com- cup competition. Not the case here. Oh, well, I think too. We we are reminiscent of if you watch big cup, you know, the Pokal in Germany. You watch the FA Cup in England. It when those lower division teams are playing, they're putting out their best lineup every time because they got to swing. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, being a third division team, it doesn't shock me. Plus being our first competitive match, Shido needed those minutes. He needed that time to have live, you know, be in a live game before going down or going up to Madison. Scunthorpe Um, United isn't out there rolling out their. uh, Right. They're not rolling out their second or third keeper. I mean, that's just not how they roll. Luke, never mind. uh, they're in they're in EFL League Two right now. Never mind. I think uh, I think Alex and Dalton because they worked well together. I think you keep that pairing and let them uh, continue to build that. Just remember, you have to say last names. We have two Alexes. Well, if anybody thinks Alex Bruce is starting at center back, we are going to have some issues. That's it, what I was wondering. Is. Did you mean Alex Bruce? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two. See, and I can't yell Touche and Bruce because they sound Bruce and Touche. This. This is J Mims. Like uh, I'm just saying, right, it wouldn't be the craziest thing for him to okay. take a forward and be like, "I play defense now." I think for, we're I think for Luke's two. least favorite player of all time, DDA Drogba. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Dalton and Tush start in the center at center back, and I think Ryan probably is still starting at left back. I think that Jay wants him there, and he's gonna he's gonna play him there until he can't. Uh, and Jay almost never rotates the back line. Yeah. Unless he has I, to. I think we see Isaac. Um, I mean, what whatever was keeping him out of being even on the bench, like I I feel like we would have gotten some sort of rumbling if it yeah. were injury enough that he's not even on the bench. Because Jay will keep a guy who's taken a knock on a on the bench just because we never have more than 20 players on a roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, but go ahead, Kim. considering that we had a center back on the bench and Isaac not on the bench, 
it's interesting to me. So I think it'd be exciting to see him start. I don't know, but that's He's kind of my play exclusively well. center back game. He, Big G. he also could play right back. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when he subbed in, he, we saw him as that right center back. So that makes sense as well. I think, I think if Isaac is available, Isaac starts. I think Connor and JP are still in the middle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, JP, Cornell educated JP is now uh, one of the, one of the veterans here. You know, you he's say, an old man now. You I will say if, Ivy educated. Cause like yeah. Ivy league as, as like you get like Cornell's definitely in the bottom half of the Ivies. <laughs> and so like, he gets that upper tier bump. Nope. But he's got to do it like Andy on the office. He's got to like own it every time. It, he he scores that twenty eight yard goal. He'll be Ivy educated. Um, Alex, he's do the Alex curl. Touche, <laughs> Alex Touche also Ivy educated. Yeah. Oh, we like yeah. smart players. And also, I would argue a school in the bottom half of the rankings of the Ivy League. It, out, out of our starting eleven, if Isaac's available, Isaac replaces Amir. And I think Noe starts for Hugo. Otherwise, I I don't know that I change that starting eleven too much. I don't know. Um, I could. I like the way Gio was playing. I I could see him starting in place of Dion. Although Dion's been playing in Iceland, which although it's not as cold as Greenland, <laughs> is still not the warmest place in the world. So Wisconsin could be pretty similar there. I, I just like I think part of it with your first league match is having as many veterans on the field as you can, just veterans of soccer in general, even if they haven't played the league. And I think that's something Dion's just he's really smart on the ball. And to have that against Madison and if they're gonna play anywhere similar defensively that they've played in the past and the way that they like to make things look dirty and ugly, and I don't mean dirty like they cheat, just they like to mess things up. I think that Dion's the kind of person you want in there and you bring Gio on, you know, even in the 70th minute or whatever, give, give Dion a spell. Now here, here's the other part of the midfield that I think is possible to see different. So uh, throw Chivani in there. And who does, who does Chivani pull off? Do we slide JP up into a position? Joe has shown that he's a fantastic at taking corners Mm-hmm. which is something I'd want to keep out there. You're not taking Connor off because he's got the armband. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's either JP or Dion making way for Trevani. If if you take off Dion, you almost have to push Connor out wide then. Yeah. Which, which takes isn't something we, we haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, don't. I, I like him in the center. Though. I'm with Camille. Yeah. Keep him in the center. I, I know it's he's able to do it, but I just, based on his performances in the middle, I just – I feel like we need him there. So, so I'm hoping. To me, the Connor moving outside is late in a match when you're trying to protect your lead and you want somebody outside that's more defensive. You move him outside and bring in somebody like Giovanni to help shore up the defense in the middle too. And then you have three guys that are playing in the midfield that are defensive-minded or can be more defensive-minded. That's when I like Connor going outside. If, if we have to start Connor outside against Madison, I, something's wrong. <laughs> I just – I truly believe that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would take them starting Geo in his first professional start 
over them moving Connor out. No, Gio's had professional starts. Well, okay, first professional start for us. How's that sound? First yeah. UO start. Yeah. yeah. Now, remember, uh, dog shit team that he played for last year. That's Well, see, they're professional. I was not aware of this. <laughs> uh, they're, they're even still in the championship this year. Yeah. That's why we need pro-rel, damn it. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Noe, Noe, I think, uh, being switched out for Hugo, uh, that adds some of the height there. Uh, him and Ricky, I think, work well together from what we, little bit we've seen. Uh, Guys, I just tweeted, that, just update, just tweeted my uh, Ivy League prestige rankings. So, you know, they're out there now. Also update, NoCo just scored in uh, the first ex- period of extra time. They're up 1-0 over the switchbacks right now, so. In Switchback's beautiful down yet empty stadium. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, since we're technically on the record, both audio and uh, visual here, I will say I think the only two changes we see are Isaac if it's if he's available, and I think Noe's in for Hugo. Otherwise, I think Jay. Jay, who does not like to mess with his lineup as far as starters, Mims, I think, uh, I think those are the only two things I see changing. Yeah. Is that his, is that his full name? Yeah. Jay, I'm growing my beard back out. Jason? I don't like to change my starting lineup, Mims. <laughs> oh, um, I, yeah, I, I think with, with that, we're, we're in a good position to take it to a Madison team that's still much like us, even more so than us rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have very few carryovers from last year. It's an entirely new identity, which might make it easier, but ultimately I think it's going to be their fans don't have the connection with a player like Turbo that they did. Uh, you know, it, it's new to their fans. It's new to new to the players. They're not as bought in on that that whole level as, as it would be with last year's side or years before side. Uh, well, and I- I think the buy-in from our fans, even yesterday, even though the crowd wasn't probably as large as we had wanted it to be, but the buy-in from the people that came back, even though it's a new team, was we won a championship. And I think one thing that's hard is when you don't have the players that you're connected to still on the team and your team hasn't been finishing in playoff spots or playing well the previous seasons, that's where, the, that's where apathy of some level sets in. And that's where I think if it's cold, and it just snowed the day before. And there's people that are like, eh, I'm not really bought in right now because I don't know anybody on this team and we haven't been good. Nobody knows anybody on this team. Yeah, people, are, people aren't going to show up. I mean, that's just it, – it would happen to us too if we finished seventh last year. Ninth, wherever we end up, would end up. I mean, I mean we won the league last year and, like, you know, we're still out there having to, like, identify our new players to each other last night. Well, I, I think that's part of it is uh, the team has not been great with that. Exactly. Like, uh, I, I will say a team that has done extremely well with uh, identifying new signings is Tormenta. Mm-hmm. They've been getting a welcome video from every single one of the players of like, how I'm excited here. We, we did that uh, pronunciation for, for Gio. We did it, we did it uh, for think, a couple other players too. But I think but, Jay Mims just doesn't want to give too much away. And I think it's a it's, silent but deadly thing, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If, if opposing coaches don't even know how to pronounce the players' names properly, 
How can they game plan? I mean, to be fair, oh. our local media can't pronounce our uh, three-year starter type guys' yeah. names correctly. So. Uh, don't worry, Ross Davenport can't pronounce anybody's name correctly. Oh, he, he can't man, even I identify them correctly. This year. Uh, all right. Uh, I think it's safe to say we're all really excited for the season to get started. Um, the draw for next Open Cup round should be on Friday. That's yeah. what, yep. So we we should know who who we're facing in the next round. Um, Friday, uh, probably latest Saturday. So we'll we'll try and get a preview out for that on the blog um, here near. If it's, if it's really insane, we might we might have to do instant reaction. I do, do have. have uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I was say I do have a quick question for Camille, um, and this is an important one because we are at opposite ends of the spectrum on this. Do nope, nope, sorry, sorry. Breaking news: Evan Conway scored. Woo! He's a, oh. he is like I just put together owls away today, and like you know, I had I had heard concerns. I didn't necessarily know if I believed them or not, but uh, basically, since in the last two weeks, he scored two goals and had an assist. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Riley. Continue your question for Camille. Did what Fuego did yesterday change your opinion about them as a team at all? <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah, I uh, might have miscalculated a little bit. Oh, man, I'm not ready to admit it. I So I got asked by a listener after the first win, <laughs> do you wish to reconsider? And I said, no. Not the yet. first win, me either. The first win because I I thought that was against Greenville, right? Greenville on the road at the start of the season. Their defense w- didn't look good. First of all, Greenville wasn't defense. on the road. They weren't. Is early, early legacy legacy early? Yeah, they they were at uh, the the high school stadium that they play in. The high school college stadium. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just seeing Greenville's performance and how their defense was struggling and. Apparently there was opportunities for both sides left. So Fuego and how they were able to finish. I was like, maybe it's a lucky game. Maybe Greenville was a little bit weak, but eh, second game, you know, I'm, I might've missed. I put on the game last night and saw the people in the stands and that they were up for nothing on a championship side. I said, I am now more concerned that I'm wrong than I was before. Uh, I will say a relatively trash championship side, though. Yeah, they, they are trash. However, they're drawing 3,000 fans on a Tuesday to a stadium that they don't normally oh, play in. To a competition yeah. where no one else has drawn, like, 300. I, I don't uh, want to... Richmond, Richmond drew 4,000 for their home opener. Good for I don't want to... But I don't want to well, no, take I'm away... No, I'm at the cup. I'm at the cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cup I don't want to take away from Fuego, but... Oh, it's a little different when you're playing a team that hasn't been playing well at their level. I mean, Jay talks about it all the time. The difference between League One and Championship isn't that great. But when El Paso – El Paso is one of those teams that if we had Pro-Rel, they would have been down at the bottom. They would have been fighting to stay up type team. That's just who they are. Well, I like I like that this is turning into a is Fuego good pod. Um, I'll just say this. Last year, my Dark Horse team was Tucson. 
and you went through some dark times where some people mocked you and others for picking them highly. And granted, we kicked their ass handily in the playoffs, but they were in the playoffs, unlike some other teams that other people picked higher than them. I think I picked Fuego pretty high. Uh, I think you and I were the the outliers. I think I picked them third. Yeah, I picked them playoff. I mean, I think they're going to make the playoff. I, they, and someone, and had second, someone had them second. Someone had eleventh. I had them tenth. I I still think okay, maybe they won't be last, but I still I still think first of all where they're located. What else do you do besides watching soccer? Second, <laughs> it's it's different. I don't know. They haven't. You're faced... not from that part of California, then? Um, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> I visited many times. She was yes. so offended. That's Camille why you have to get the, the video. This video on. right now. That, that, that <laughs> just like eye roll with it. Perfect. That was the most California thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Well, I don't know. I still think there's a lot that they have to face to be able to any of the new teams. I, I've said it multiple times. There's just a lot. There's a lot that they're going to have to go through. And so maybe not calculating them as last, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I think that that's fair to say that Camille is uh, starting to shake on her, her Fuego will win wooden spoon. Um, Ben's still not convinced that they'll be okay. Uh, Ryan is fully a uh, waffler, flip-flopper, pancaker. Um, no bacon that has I, not been cooked thoroughlier. And uh, I'd like I feel, to go I fully on is... record to say that I am the number one Fuego fan on this podcast. It's it's, it's fully acceptable to be a, a waffler on other teams two games into the season. No, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my convictions. All right, all right. Um, so. We're, we're all here, and I'm not sure how well this is going to go over Zoom because Zoom kind of blocks you out when you start talking at the same time. <laughs> but who gives a hoot? We, we do! do. Yeah, I still oh. sucked. 